Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. My name is Bob Shoy. And I'm Emma Apps. And you're listening to The Simpsons 4 and 1 More. And we have hit what might be my favourite series of yeah, The Simpsons. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I genuinely think that... Um, I, I know, i am probably changed my mind when I go through 6, 7 and 8. But at the yeah. moment, this, I think, is my favourite season as well. So yeah. it's, it's going to be an interesting one. <laughs> I'm like halfway through season six in viewing, maybe a little bit more, but I'm still like, this series is like, there's not a Duff episode in it at all. It's all just, I could watch any of these. Yeah. They're all great. Yeah, I agree. Um, Even like the ones that are towards the end of my list, I still really enjoy. So I agree. Yeah, same. So just to let listeners know, we've put a new rule in place because we're hitting series now where like there's some of the episodes that were on our like top episodes of all time lists from episodes two and three of this. Um, So we've sort of put a rule in place that if an episode was in our top four list, it's obviously going to be in this as well. It can't be on the other person's list for this episode. Does that make sense? Do it's, you, if it sounds confusing. I think if you, I think you should give them an example. So, for example, okay. So, for example, we all know the last temptation of Homer is going to be on my list. We know that's going to be on my list because it was on my top episodes of all time. So, Emma cannot choose the last temptation of Homer in her top four, even if it would have been in there. And at the end, we can say whether those would have been in our lists or not. But for this, it's almost like we've claimed them. Yeah. <laughs> Which made it so much harder, but I think I agree with the decision. Well, it means we get to talk about more episodes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think of all the series, this might be the, well, so far at least, this is the one where we're going to have the most varied lists, I think, because you could pick any of these and I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. um, Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think the other rule we put in place, and I don't know if we've mentioned this on the show, we might have already, but I'll just refresh people. If me and Emma have an episode that is on both of our lists... We the like say I say an episode and Emma says this is on my list as well. She doesn't necessarily have to say to me where it was. We will just hold off talking about it until we get to the point it's on her list. Then we will talk about it. Yeah. 
<laughs> but it all makes sense when we when we start. Um, so yeah, this was a real, this was a fave series of yours, this, and you enjoyed rewatching it. Yeah, I mean, before we even started the pod, I would always consider this um, and series three my favourite seasons. Um, mm-hmm. I think I might change my mind slightly when I start getting into sort of six, seven, and eight because obviously they're prime uh, Bill mm. Oakley, Josh Weinstein era, which um, they're. But two of my favourite writers. So I think I might change my mind slightly, but at present, season five is my favourite season. I think what it is about season five for me is it's so consistent. So like some of those later series, maybe like they have higher highs, but maybe lower lows. Yeah, I agree. But whereas this is just like all solid. And also, um, when I was doing my research for the season, this season five is the turning point when the original cast sort of split off a little bit. Sorry, when Mm -hmm. I say cast, I mean like the cast of writers and uh, the directors and people like that. They sort of started skewering off and doing different things. And then they had sort of newer people come in and um, have their thing. So um, um, I don't know if some viewers know, but obviously the critic... Mm-hmm. that's when they sort of started writing the critic and things like that so they mm-hmm. sort of started going off and doing different things um, and season five is the turning point where there's still some written and directed by the original people but then at the same time there's the fresher newer writers as well yeah. so um, it's it's kind of a turning point in the series I think I think a, a lot of people wanted to get their hands on Simpsons writers or offer them their own projects because they were they'd show they'd proved themselves basically with the success of The Simpsons. Yeah, it's like the prestige. Had a very distinct comedy, yeah. And a lot of people wanted to get their hands on those writers or give them their own. What can you do on your own? What can yeah? Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. I feel like we're going to have a lot to say. Yeah, me too. And I've got loads of notes and we're not going to get through hardly any of them. Like this happens every time I write (laughs) pages and pages of notes and we talk about like maybe one page of them because there's so much to talk about. This is definitely, um, I've written the most notes to date on this season than I have any of the others, which obviously means that I've got a higher opinion of Mm -hmm. either strong feelings or good things or bad things, not necessarily all good, but definitely stronger opinions um, on this season than anything else. So yeah. Okay. So shall we just get into it? Shall we just go for it? Let's just go in both feet. All right. It's my turn to start. I was just trying to remember. I was looking back at who started last time, but it's my turn to start. And my number four, I think, might be a surprise because I think a lot of people don't really like this episode that much, from what I hear. Um, and I will admit, the last act I'm not crazy about, but well, the rest of it I love, and it has one of my favorite Simpsons lines ever in it. So, my number four is Secrets of a Successful Marriage. Oh, this is a wild card one. This isn't on my list at all. Um, no. Uh, I'm not actually quite sure where on my list it is, actually. Um, I, I do like this episode, but I think it is quite low down for me. I'm not I'm not going to lie to you. It is quite low down. I think a lot of people don't like Homer, especially... Well, he's mean and he's kind of a jerk and he's pathetic. yeah. No, I do I do like this episode. Um, see, this is sort of an example of one that we were talking about where even though this is quite low down in my list, 
um, is still a brilliant episode and I'd still happily watch it. Whereas some of the episodes in the more previous seasons, the ones, that, the episodes that I really didn't like, I really didn't like and mm-hmm. would, would tend to skip if I had the choice. But this one, even though it's still quite low down, I, I would still watch it and be happy that I've watched it. Okay, so the line that I alluded to, the thing, this is maybe one of my favourite Simpsons gags. I, it's not, I don't know why, it just <laughs> sticks in my head forever. Like, I love it. It's so stupid. Uh, it's when Homer, so in this Homer starts doing the adult education class and he doesn't really know what to do. And he has the book and he says, so what is a wedding? <laughs> well, Webster's defines it as the removal of weeds from one's garden. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is a wedding? Well, Webster's Dictionary describes a wedding as the process of removing weeds from one's garden. That is my sense of humour. I love that. (laughs) It is one of my favourite Simpsons lines of all time. It's just the perfect edge of like, so stupid, but quite clever as well. I love it. I love it. I always laugh at that line. I do always laugh at that line, but I've never given it a second thought. But now you've pointed it out, I feel like I'm really going to laugh harder next time i see that it's one of those gags that's like grown on me over the years <laughs> and now i just if i think of like a simpsons joke it's the one that jumps into my head but there is a new one i discovered this series i really a new favorite which is a joke i never noticed and we'll come to it later but oh my god it's one of my favorite simpsons jokes now, but <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that later i am um, i like the bit as well where mo is um obviously in the adult education he's i think he's teaching <laughs> is he teaching like funk like funky music fun dancing dancing for self-defense yeah and there's him doing the walk thing which is like memed everywhere all right here's the 411 folks say some gangster is dissing your fly girl just give him one of these Well, on Animal Crossing, I did I made a t-shirt for my character that has him doing that oh no way Oh my god, that's brilliant! I love that. Yeah, so here's the four one one, folks. Yeah, that I love. I love that bit as well. So I put little. Uh, I got my coloured pens here, and I've got a pink pen, and I put a dot next to like my absolute favourite lines of the series, um, or say favourite moments, just in case we come to the end of the episode and I, some bits haven't come up. And that funk dancing for self defence has got a pink dot. Oh, I love um, that. As has the what as a wedding, but this has. Um, Two really good horny Marge moments. <laughs> we always have to get a horny Marge moment. I feel like we need a jingle <laughs> every yeah, time it's well, mentioned. Maybe I'll try and make one. <laughs> um, it's just going to be the... <laughs> <laughs> with some, like, maybe some 70s porn music underneath it. Yeah. But um, this one, we find out that she likes getting her elbow nibbled. (laughs) (laughs) Again, the image of Homer doing that is horrible. (laughs) That is the weirdest fetish. (laughs) Hey, Homer, why don't you just nibble her elbow? That always melts her butter, right? (laughs) So, yeah, I love that there's that detail that we learn about Marge. Um, We learn that and we also learn that she dyes her hair. Yeah, it's not a natural blue. No, she's grey, grey as a mule. (laughs) (laughs) 
the other horny Marge is uh, at the end. Uh, she's going to give Homer a special present. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I said that to my husband, he'd look at me as if to say, "Like, what the hell?" <laughs> what special present? Yeah, be like <laughs> Ben got a special present for you waiting at home. <laughs> he'd probably think it's beer or cake or something. <laughs> oh, Maggie, cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> So what about what is it about this episode that um that you love so much cuz as i said like it's it's a quite a big shock to me um that's right, so okay. high up on your list So apart from the what is a wedding <laughs> it's it has a lot of jokes and funny i i love the setup of homer working in the adult education center it's just a a really good like setting for jokes and he gets all into being a teacher and he is <laughs> ruining correction two jackets. He ruined a perfectly good jacket. He puts tweed patches on a leather jacket, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like you, you get to see all the other classes. Like, so you've got the funk dancing, you've got the tobacco spitting class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've actually taken me off guard quite a lot with this selection. Um, don't, don't get me wrong; like I've I've watched it and I made notes and stuff, but I actually don't have that many notes on it, so I'm a bit. It also reveals that Smithers used to be married, which I find a funny <laughs> detail. Yeah, I you love leave Smithers. Mr. Burns out of this, <laughs> Smithers. Come on, Waylon, make love to me the way you used to. No. It's that horrible Mr. Burns, isn't it? You leave Mr. Burns out of this! Smithers! Smithers! I love the sound. Like, I can literally hear it <laughs> in my head of, um, in Mr. Burns' voice going, Smithers! Yeah, there's loads of, like, very mem memorable scenes in this for me. Um, Homer goes crazy on the film line, on the film parody lines, yeah. like, you can't handle the truth. Uh, your friend's face is a pile of goo. I forget it, it's Chinatown. Like, it just goes off on one. <laughs> Look, Mark, you don't know what it's like. I'm the one out there every day putting his ass on the line, and I'm not out of order. You're out of order. The whole freaking system is out of order. You want the truth? You want the truth? You can handle the truth. Because when you reach over and put your hand into a pile of goo, that was your best friend's face. You'll know what to do. Forget it, Marge. It's Chinatown. Homer, don't ever tell them personal stuff about me again. Yes, ma'am. I like the bit at the end where... um. Homer goes a bit crazy in the treehouse and he yeah. has the like plant of Marge and it's like, say hello to your new mother. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't mind me, boy, just scrubbing me undies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when um when Lisa goes to visit him and he's got the the fake Marge head as well, yeah, respect your mother. Kiss her, kiss her. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> your flesh mother used to do that. <laughs> Refers to us as her flesh mother. <laughs> Here, Dad. I brought you some nice... Good news, Lisa. I don't need your mother anymore. I've created a replacement that's superior to her in almost every way. Dad, that's just a plant. Lisa, you will respect your new mother. Now give her a kiss. Kiss her! Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! All right, let's get our story straight. She tripped, right? 
Look, I brought you some nice pudding. Oh, your flesh mother used to bring me pudding. Yeah, and I love the pride he has when he becomes a teacher. He's like I said, he does the elbow patch thing, but he's like really proud of being a teacher. It's and probably he's... like the first time that he's ever been in a role that people have to respect him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I do. I mean, get he that. he completely misunderestimates his rights as a teacher when he's jumping like red lights and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't know what it is. I think it's just it's the the fun setups for jokes and um, yeah, just certain lines that get stuck in my head for this one. And like like you say, him living in the treehouse, and you find out it's only been a day. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the only stuff I don't really like in it is like how sort of pathetic some of the i don't know the patheticness at the end like borders on being funny to me and kind of irritating like when he's hiding in the back seat with the yeah the tube it's kind of like uh i don't really like that scene so much but yeah all the stuff at the adult education center i love um yeah every time i learn something new it pushes old stuff out of my brain remember when <laughs> i took that wine making class and forgot how to drive that's because you were drunk and how <laughs> Or you can take an adult education course. Oh, and how is education supposed to make me feel smarter? Besides, every time I learn something new, it pushes some old stuff out of my brain. Remember when I took that home winemaking course and I forgot how to drive? That's because you were drunk. And how? Yeah, yeah. Th- this is um, definitely one that I feel like I underestimated. Um, like, I obviously watched it, as I said, for the research, but... Hearing you talk about it so fondly is actually mm. um, making me like it a lot more. Um, and I, I feel like these jokes are so good that I just, they probably just went over my head a little bit. Like, um, maybe it's your delivery of like you. Oh, yeah, I'm doing them, them justice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we always say it's really fun to hear what ones other people like that you don't and why they like them. And I feel like it really does have a, a, a positive effect on you because when I think back to series three, one of my favourite episodes in that series now, and it was on my list, is Bart the Lover. Yeah. And that was only because we were speaking about it, like, off recording. Yeah, I love it so much. Like a week episode. or two before. And I was just like, oh my God, whenever you watch it, I was like, this is amazing. And now it's actually one of my favourites as well. Yeah, I agree. So, And that's what I was saying last week. Um, it's not obviously last week how the pod comes out, but we recorded the last time. I'm not going to spoil the episode, but when I was telling you about um, my sister and the love that mm-hmm. she had for, oh, yeah, yeah. for that particular episode. And like, I think if she didn't like that episode so much, I don't think it would have made an impact in my mind. But because I know that she loves the episode so much, every time it's on, I'm like, oh, I love this episode because my sister loves this episode. That kind mm. of like appreciation for it. Mm. So yeah, I thought this one would uh, catch you off guard a little bit because I know it's not one that a lot of people have a lot of fondness for, but also there's like so many bits that are like memed in this episode, like the funk dancing for self-defense yeah. and the, the chewing tobacco stuff and the the flesh mother, like the tree marge <laughs> face. Like there's a lot in this episode that people remember without really thinking of this as a, a real favourite of theirs. So Yeah. No, yeah. this this is this is a really good choice. I'm really glad that you caught me off guard with it, definitely. Yeah. If he can teach a class he could teach a class. <laughs> I mean, I could teach a class. I mean, I would definitely not go to Homer for marriage advice. Definitely not. <laughs> no, not at all. But to be fair, in a room full of single people, they're all looking at him thinking he's got this perfect marriage with Marge. Probably like a lot of respect for him because he's got such a good marriage with Marge. And it's like people probably do envy him. 
like Mo when he's got the little posies and stuff. I ha- oh yeah, Mo's posies. That image is amazing. I've, I haven't made the note here, but is this this is also the same one where he's like saying the marriage is a lot like an orange. Yeah. <laughs> and, <I laughs> and then he starts the peeling orange. it. Yeah. 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 I love so that. So it's great. Yeah. That's another, there's loads of little jokes in the adult education center and then yeah homer going off the rails towards the end i really enjoy it yeah so that's my number four yay this is that's a good pick like i'm glad that you picked uh quite a wild card one mm. okay so um my number four so bob obviously explained the whole um situation about that i'm not allowed to pick his favorite episodes in his all-time can't favorites. Have can't have them so i've had to reevaluate my list last minute right so this this episode that i'm picking now i originally bumped off of my list mm. um but because of the circumstances it's now made a place back in my list so um my number 4 is deep space homer ooh okay so I know, I know this was on uh, Becca's. Rebecca's list. Yeah, yeah it was on yeah. Becca's list, yeah. And um, it's kind of similar thing to what we were just saying just a minute ago. Like, I don't think I've watched this episode for months and months and months. Um, and then I'd obviously listened to the podcast when you guys originally um, put it out in the, in the summer. And mm-hmm. then um, obviously you released this episode on this pod uh, stream as well a couple of weeks ago and I actually re-listened to it again then because I enjoyed it so much and then when I watched this for the research all I could think in my head was oh Becca loves this episode Becca loves this Mm. episode and it's it's the whole like affection thing like oh Mm. I can see why Becca likes this episode and I was feeling like that the whole way through I was watching this I think Tiss is quite a big fan of this one as well yeah it, was, it didn't make his list, but he is a lot of fondness for it. He quotes stuff from this episode a lot. Yeah, see, this is the thing. So this was originally on my list. Um, so I've said before in the past, what I do is before I start watching the season, I look at the list of all the episodes that are in it and I pick off the top of my head what I believe will be in order my favorite episodes from the very number one right down to like season two um episode 22 23 um Mm. and then what i do is when i'm watching it if i think that i enjoy an episode a lot more i bump it up on my list or i bump it down vice versa so this was originally in my top three and i'm not gonna lie as much as i love this episode and it has it does deserve a place in my top four it was bumped down a couple of spaces mm-hmm. um i think i thought i liked it a lot more top three wise than i actually do so that's sort of why it wasn't in my list until you made up the rule of <laughs> of that i couldn't have a certain episode so um so yeah like there's loads of things about this episode that i love um so I've got quite a fondness for it because uh, they talk a lot about like Cape Canaveral and like the Kennedy yeah. Space Center and stuff. And I actually visited there as a kid when we went on holiday oh, wow. to Florida. And it was, I'm not even exaggerating, it was one of the best trips I've ever done, like to Kennedy Space Center, to Cape mm. Canaveral. Um, I was actually lucky enough to see a rocket actually on a launch pad because they were going to... Um, launch a rocket up into space like a week after we visited there so i actually saw a rocket on the launch pad which is really really cool and yeah there's just a lot of fondness of my trip that i took to cape canaveral and stuff and i know that um they don't do launches from there anymore which is really sad but i feel blessed enough to have been able to do that when i was a kid so yeah like 
watching the episode just took me back to that holiday, which was cool. Um, there's also like a lot of lines in this, which I think is really funny. So one of my favorite is, um, is this prison Clinton? I figured if anyone knew where to get some tang around here, it'd be you. <laughs> oh, is this President Clinton? Good. I figured if anyone knew where to get some tang, it'd be you. So that line always makes me laugh as well. And um, and I think Kent Brockman is like right. the MVP in this episode. This is what I was going to say to you. When I was looking, making notes today and I was looking through all the episode notes I've made, I was like... Kent Brockman might be the MVP of this series. Yeah, I, He has so I, many good lines in this series. That was literally the second thing I was just about to say. Like, there's this episode and then there's another episode that we'll probably talk about a little bit later. But Kent Brockman is the MVP of this episode and he's an MVP of another episode in this series as well. So he's just got so many good gags in, in this particular episode. Just based on what the notes I made for Kent Brockman today... I was like, God, I wish I'd put him on my top four list. Yeah, I literally thought exactly the same thing. <laughs> and um, one of my favourite lines is, I, for one, welcome our N overlords. <laughs> we've just lost the picture, but uh, what we've seen speaks for itself. The Corvair spacecraft has apparently been taken over, conquered, if you will, by a master race of giant space ants. It's difficult to tell from this vantage point whether they will consume the captive Earthmen or merely enslave them. One thing is for certain, there is no stopping them. The ants will soon be here. And I, for one, welcome our new insect overlords. like to remind them that as a trusted TV personality, uh, I can be helpful in rounding up others to toil in their underground sugar caves. Yeah, so, yeah, I love this episode. Um, when I was doing some of the research um, into this episode, um, I found something that was quite that I thought was quite cool. Um, this is the only episode to be written by David Merkin and was controversial amongst the show's writing staff. Ah, uh, because it went too yeah. crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of the writers felt having Homer go into space was too large of an idea. Mm-hmm. But Matt Groening felt that the idea was so big that it gave the writers nowhere to go. As a result, every aspect of the show was worked on to make the concept work. The writers focused more upon the relationship between Homer and his family and Homer's attempts to be a hero, so which I mm. thought was quite cool. Well, this series, I've made this note, like it really is the series where things start to get much wackier. So you've got Homer going to space in this series. You've get, got Bart getting an elephant in this series. Yeah. You've got the revelation that Homer was in like a huge 60s pop group in this With Grammys series. that won the Grammys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like things get wacky in this series already. Yeah. So, I mean, doesn't isn't B-Sharp's one, like Homer's Barbershop Quartet, isn't that the first episode of the series? Yeah, so um, this is actually, um, yeah, so Homer's Barbershop Quartet was the first episode of season five. Um, I yeah. think they wanted. I wrote. I read somewhere that they wanted. Um, yeah. So they that that was originally like it wasn't supposed to be the first episode of the series, right. but because um, George Harrison was the big um, uh, guest yeah. show, they thought that was the best way to open up the series, like that that season. Sorry. Mm-hmm. It's a good start to the series, but it's it's like almost like they're starting it in a crazy place. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of sets the tone, doesn't it? Exactly. Like this is when like they did start getting these bigger, more extreme ideas in this series. 
But I like I know that um, we've said it a couple of times before in the past, but I think this is also where um, they sort of thought, oh, we're on season five. How much momentum yeah. does this does this have? So let's just whack it all out there and just do what yeah, we can. Yeah, they're just throwing everything at the wall because... Not knowing that they... They did s- not think that, you know, they'd still be going 30 years later. Exactly, so. yeah. So um, as much as this can be quite... A- a controversial episode with um, Simpsons fans for it being like too wacky or too dramatic. Um, I actually really like it. And mm-hmm. there's there are a lot of gags in here, but they're not like the whole one-liner things. They're like actual no. scenes, if that makes sense. Yeah, like it's, the concept is fun and the way the episode is structured is fun without it having any, like many particular, like this line, this line, this line. It's not like one-liners in this episode yeah. so much. The one-liner that I do love, though, is uh, when they're talking, when Homer opens the bag of crisps and um, mm. the astronaut goes, watch it, they're ruffled. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, look what I smuggled aboard. Homer, no! Huh? They'll clog the instruments. Careful, they're ruffled. Yeah, uh, I love that they actually have Buzz Aldrin in this episode as well. Like yeah, he's voicing. That, that's that's brilliant. amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. And uh, the animation when he's eating all the ruffled chips is amazing as well. Where like, he's like, it's like really... twisting round and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's a really like intricate scene for The Simpsons. So yeah. Yeah. So that's um why it's my number four like as i said there are other episodes that um it was bumped in and bumped out of my top four but um yeah it's one of the best i think of this season it's definitely a one that's memorable of this season like everyone remembers this one and it is one that is referenced in the future when they reference back to how crazy the show's got yeah in the show they always use this as a reference yeah good choice thank you um, the only other line I think about a lot from this is, uh, it begins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, it makes me laugh because when I was watching this, um, obviously, Barney has, in that scene, Barney has the sip of the champagne and then he goes, it begins, and he goes crazy. And then he's like, I don't understand. That was non-alcoholic <laughs> champagne. That is me. That is me being like, <laughs> that is me being like seven months pregnant, haven't had alcohol since the summer. That'll be me when I have my first sip of That's alcohol. All it will take. I'll be like, it begins. <laughs> <laughs> that will be me. <laughs> right. So, my number three, I'll be interested if this is on your list because I love this episode. Um, Homer the Vigilante. Yeah. This is actually my number three. Your- it's my number three as well. Wow, okay, so we could talk about our number threes together. Yeah, I, I don't hear people talk about this episode very much, so I always wonder, like, is this popular? Do people like it? Because I love it. I love this episode as well. Well, this is the episode so um, that I kept swapping Deep Space Homer out for. So, right. um, so this was actually my number... So Deep Space Homer was number four, and then uh, the episode that um, I'm not allowed to mention was number three. Um, but then... When I watched uh, this episode, I was like, do you know what? I actually preferred this over Deep Space Homer. So I switched mm. it out. But then obviously everything's getting bumped about. So yeah, no, this is this is my number three. I absolutely love this episode. It's I, so funny. I loved it as a child and I love it now as an adult even yeah, more. Yeah, same. Because like you said about Deep Space Homer, maybe you said, oh, it hasn't got like loads and loads of like gags, but it's a really good episode. This is like... 
loads of gags. This is just so funny. But I also think the storyline is really strong as well in this episode. It is, and then it goes absolutely bonkers for the last few minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, when I was watching this, like I felt like the tone was very, very similar to the tone of um, Who Shot Mr. Burns. Mm-hmm. Like the beginning, where like they don't know yeah. like who who's done it's it. It's a mystery. And, yeah, yeah, it's 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 a massive mystery, and like they're trying Apart to work from, it out. <laughs> in this, it's totally not a mystery because it's obviously Malloy, but that's part of the joke, I guess. Um, but I love Malloy. I love as a him as a character, and as I well. love well. I love Sam Neill. So to have Sam Neill voicing a character is amazing for me. Yeah, and it's just such a good character. I literally wrote down I love Malloy's voice, and then I've obviously put yeah. Sam Neill in brackets. Um, yeah, yeah, he's just got a brilliant voice. I actually at first didn't realise that it was him, and I googled mm-hmm. it because I was like, I really recognise that voice, and I actually thought it was a Bond. And then I looked he at it. He does sound like he sounds like he's doing a Pierce Brosnan impression. Yeah, exactly. And and I was like, oh, I'm gonna see, I'm gonna find out who that voice is. And then when I saw it was him, I was like, oh, like I didn't yeah. I didn't put two and two together straight away. I suppose you're wondering where I hid all the millions of dollars that I stole over the years. Shut up! Oh well, wait a minute, maybe we should uh, hear him out. Where'd you hide the loot, Malloy? It's buried right here in Springfield. Under a big T. No kidding. We need more information. Very well. It's buried at 4723 Maple Valley Road. Hi. You take Highway 201 south for 15 minutes. You take a left. A a left. Yeah, so Malloy is amazing. And just when Homer makes his vigilante gang, I always love it when it's like, I think I said it before, when it's Homer and like a group of people, like the pin pals, the pin sharps. So when he's got like a gang, um, so when he's got the vigilante gang like the outfit that homer wears when he's in the vigilante it's like an elephant hunter i was literally trying to work out like if it was a reference to something because it literally looks so. like he's, he's supposed to be on safari that's what it looks like yeah it's so silly like the look of it because obviously skinner who's ex-military has his like military outfit mm. on and then apu's got like i'm assuming like an asian military outfit because he's got like it looks quite military as well and then he's got his turban on and stuff um Mm. but i couldn't work out homer's outfit i was really trying to pay attention and work (laughs) it out no idea i'm sure there's no idea it's just funny i'm sure yeah i'm sure i'm sure there is a reference there that we just have missed but yeah so listeners if you know why homer is wearing that outfit please enlighten us (laughs) yeah but this episode, it just it starts so strong, like straight away, everyone's getting burgled and stuff. Um, Bart gets his precious stamp collection stolen. <laughs> stamp collection! <laughs> Bart's pain is funny, but mine isn't. Yeah. It's my favourite Lisa line, maybe, of this series. Burglar even took my stamp collection. You had a stamp collection? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Bart's pain is funny, but mine isn't. And do you know what? I think um, Chief Wiggum, I know you, you're you a massive Wiggum fan. He's hilarious in this as well. He's got some great moments yeah. in this whole series. Like, Wiggum is another standout. Like, Brockman, Wiggum. Grandpa has amazing stuff in this series. Oh, my God. One of my favourite lines in this episode is a grandpa line. Um, 
And it reminds me of... My, <laughs> I think I know what it's going to be. <laughs> it reminds me of me quite a lot as well because I'm really, really clumsy. Um, so the line is, um, on one of my frequent trips to the ground, <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that Malloy wore sneakers for sneaking. For sneaking. <laughs> uh, so, there yeah. was something about the way he walked, much more vertical than usual. <laughs> <laughs> on one of my frequent trips to the ground... Oh! I noticed Malloy wore sneakers. For sneaking! My next clue came just yesterday at the museum. We felt slighted by your age bashing and started home. Malloy said, I'll catch up with you. I couldn't quite put my finger on it. There was something strange about the way he walked. Much more vertical than usual. Yeah, Grandpa and Wiggum are definitely like standout characters in in this episode. I've found them yeah. both hilarious. And again, this has another great Brockman moment as well. Just just one word that makes me laugh is delivery. Um, oh, Ken, I'd be lying if I said my group weren't committing crimes. Touche. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you say to the accusation that your group has been causing more crimes than it's been preventing? Oh, Ken, I'd be lying if I said my men weren't committing crimes. Mm, yeah, when when Homer is on the Kent show, it's really that's, I love that bit as well. Um, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Hey, that's my line. <laughs> Another one of my favourite lines in this as well, which is the Homer line, is um, Lisa, don't ever stop in the middle of a holdown. <laughs> oh, the whole jug thing is yeah. amazing. Do, I've just do, written here do, the jug do. and underlined it in pink. <laughs> I've already lost the only thing that matters to me. Oh, Lisa, stop pining for your saxophone. I got you another instrument. What is jug? <laughs> Lisa, never ever stop in the middle of a hoedown. <laughs> oh, honey, I didn't realize how much that horn meant to you. Don't worry. Daddy's going to get it back. I don't know how, but I'll figure out something. Thank you. You know, Lisa, music helps Daddy think. Mm. Yeah, I had a picture of him dancing and thinking yeah. to the jug. Do, I've do, saved on my phone do, for a long do. time. Yeah, that's a brilliant picture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I love this episode. And to be honest with you, um, I don't actually, I'm the same as you, like I don't actually know that many people who rate this episode as highly as I do. I never, it's not one that people do quotes from or like reference. I never see any like memes or anything. This is like, no. I never hear people talk about it, but it's a, a real favourite of mine. Yeah, it's, it's definitely um, really high up. But as I said, like, I always thought I preferred Deep Space Homer, but when I watched this episode, I was like, no, I actually prefer this. And I switched the two out. Mm. This was like, this was for number two and three. My number two and three switched around a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, this is a this is a brilliant episode and I'm really glad that you appreciate it as much as I do. Oh, I love the, um, when it says I was asleep at the switch. I wasn't asleep, I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> asleep at the switch. I wasn't asleep, I was drunk. I believe you, Dad. Yeah, this is brilliant. And then, like the whole stuff at the end, as you say, it's like completely wacky, and it's like it goes completely insane. I've right. Have you ever seen? So the the last few minutes is like a parody. Yeah. um, Of it's a mad, 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 mad world. Yeah, I read that it was a parody, but no, I haven't seen 
I haven't seen it. I have never seen that film either. Um, but I, I, I see it referenced. I always recognise like references to it yeah. without having actually ever seen it myself. But yeah, it's just a bonkers way to end it in this huge parody. Isn't there an episode um, in sort of like season sort of 10, 9, 10, 11, that sort of era? Uh, it's a Mad, Mad, Mad Marge or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that title references it. I think that the writers are big fans of that film. Yeah. Because it's referenced a few times. Um, but yeah, it, the, and obviously the ending is ridiculous where they're all down the bottom of a hole. Yeah. We're going to tell them to dig, dig up, up, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love this episode. Um, and yeah, Homer's all, all his list of code names, Cubal, 8-Ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so brilliant. I'm actually really surprised it's also on your list. I'm really happy that it is. Yeah, I'm really happy so. that it's on your list too. Yeah. And um yeah, him <laughs> going along uh, with the megaphone, the Rap Master 2000 yeah. is funny as well. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hammer. <laughs> and then all the kids start following him. Bert, give me that megaphone of yours. It's not just a megaphone, Dad. It's a Rap Master 2000. Never mind the commercials. Just give it to me. I've got to whip this neighborhood into shape. Move along there. Return to your homes and places of businesses. There's so many great images in this, like him with the megaphone, like him riding the bomb. Oh, yeah. That's apparently a parody of something as well. That's uh, Doctor Strangelove. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that one. So, yeah, great episode. Really good, like, guest, uh, guest in it. Really good jokes in it. Just really funny episode. Yeah, this is this is definitely high up, and I'm really glad that it's on your list as well. Yeah, the appreciation's there. So we back to your number two now, because obviously that was yeah. my three as well. Yeah, I've got loads of notes, but I can't go into them because they're all just <laughs> quotes, just a million quotes. Uh, which sometimes, okay, so my number two we're on to now. So sometimes when I'm picking an episode, I just look at how many notes I made for it. Yeah, even if, and sometimes it's just lines i've written millions of lines and i just think well if there's that many lines that i thought were funny enough for me to write down i must really love this episode yeah and that's all it takes for for something to work its way into my list and this is an episode that as a kid was one of my absolute favorites um so it is uh i'll be well i know it's not on your list because i know your number one and two are going to (laughs) be so but i'll be interested to know if you like this episode because it's another one i think a lot of people don't like it's Boy Scouts in the Hood. Oh, yeah. So, um, obviously, this isn't in in my list. Um, let me see how, sort of, let's have a look where this comes in my list. This is actually quite low down for me. I'm not going to yeah. lie. But, but as I said about the other episode that you picked, this is an episode that, I, re- I do really like this episode and I do really rate it and I do really enjoy watching it. It's just because there are so many good episodes in this season. That's why it's so low down because it's not... I don't have, like, the affiliation for the nostalgia or anything like that like I do with some of the other episodes. So I am a big fan of Bart on the Road. Yep. Um, which we spoke about before. And this has a real... St- the start of this is like that, like Bart hanging out with his friends and having fun. And it's Bart and, and Milhouse drinking the super squishy. And yeah. I love like Bart's eyes tweaking out and then Springfield, Springfield, and then going on their squishy bender. <laughs> Whoa, that's good squishy. Whoa. 
Sugar, what do we do? Let's go crazy Broadway style! Springfield, Springfield, it's a hell of a town. The schoolyard's up and the shopping mall's down. The stray dogs go to the animal pound. Springfield, 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 Springfield. New York, New York. New York is that way, man. Thanks, King. Yeah, I love that bit. Let's go crazy Broadway style. Like, I loved that whole section. And all syrup squishy. Oh, that's good squishy. Yeah, that delivery. That's that's one of them uh, part of my galoshes things. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good squishy. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, yeah, so it has that element to it, which I love. But it also has really good Flanders stuff in it. Like, you know, I'm a big Flanders fan. Yeah. Um, Homer is an absolute jerk and irredeemable he's in this episode. He's so irritating, and I think he's horrible. Yeah, and I think that's why, because um, I'm a big Homer fan. Like, I think that because he's such an idiot and he's so irritating in this episode, I think that's probably mm. why it's lower down um, for I me. I think that's why a lot of people have an issue with this yeah. one. But I don't, and normally that really does annoy me. But there's just so many moments in this because you've got him like sugar, do, 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 oh, got all honey, that stuff honey. in it. Sugar, do 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 do. Ah, uh, honey, honey, do 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 do. You are my Yeah, I I have a full appreciation for this episode. I do, I do appreciate it, but yeah, it's quite low down for me. But when when they're on that raft though, yeah, Homer is unbearable. When he's just like wrong again, Flanders. <laughs> like he's just doesn't shut up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, here, fishy, fishy, fishy. <laughs> like, he's really pathetic as well. But I really love the moment when um, Flanders makes the lame gag. Like, I guess that's why they call him Rapids and not Slowfits. <laughs> <laughs> Bart laughs. And I was just like, you are not my son. I guess now we know why they call him Rapids and not Slowfits, huh? <laughs> you are not my son. I love things like that, though, and I think that's why I love Ned so much, because he has, like, a really stupid sense of humour like I do. Mm. You've got the whole reverse psychology stuff as well, like Homer doesn't want to go, Bart doesn't want him to go, so they're trying to outdo each other, but they're both, neither of them are clever enough <laughs> yeah, to not to work it out. Yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, we're just planning a father-son rafting trip. Haha, <laughs> you don't have a son. <laughs> oh, it's jerk practice, boy. Did they teach you how to sing to trees and build crappy furniture out of useless wooden logs? Huh? Go! Oh! 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 
stupid poetic justice. Actually, we were just planning the father-son river rafting trip. <laughs> you don't have a son. I don't know. I don't know, really. I think th- I think this is one where, you know, we say you have nostalgia for something. Yeah. Like, as a kid, I loved this episode. I think because it was like, I could relate. Like, I was a kid and I used to do stupid things with my friends. Was you ever a Boy Scout? Well, yeah, I was. Oh, cute. But I didn't want to be. I was in Cubs um, for like a year and I hated it. And it was just really like a place for my mum to send me to get a break, I think. <laughs> I didn't do any of the extra stuff. I went to Cub Camp once and moaned so much <laughs> on a, a hike we had to take through the woods. So it's us and the Arcala and whatever the helper and all the, our cubs walked through all these woods. And I was the laziest little kid, didn't want to do any activities. And I moaned all the way to the point where one of the helpers actually drove me back to the camp rather than have me walk back with everyone. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah. See, I was never like a girl guide or a brownie or anything like that. And I don't I don't ever remember wanting to be. Um I did I did more sort of groups and activities and things like that when I was sort of a bit older. Like I I did uh, more when I was just like sort of pre-teen and early teens. Um, like I did Duke of Edinburgh Award and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, when I was little... I think I signed up for that and never actually did it. Well, the thing is, my mum and dad are both uh, youth workers. Um, so mm-hmm. they were like... When I was a teenager, they were like... That was their job to do like um, Duke of Edinburgh Award and stuff like that. So to get like the kids all signed up, they would just sign me and my sister up. And they're like, oh, yeah, you can make up our numbers type situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think they didn't have that job until I was, like, early teens. So um, that's probably why I joined more clubs and stuff um, sort of later than I did when I was younger. But, yeah, I mean, Girl Scouts or, like, brownies and things, girl guides, all those sorts of things never really appealed to me when I was that sort of age. I was just looking at my notes. I think another reason I like this is I like bar episodes where he actually becomes like competent in something. Yeah. He's not just like a brat. Yeah, and he's he's actually really good at it as well. Yeah, once he accepts, like he wakes up, he wakes up and he has the uniform on and starts screaming. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're trying to steal it away from him, the bullies are, and he's just like, I don't care, take it. <laughs> Campers, pampers. <laughs> and then like the whole like Swiss army knife thing. Yeah. And that, the he only, starts getting into it. The only reason why he wants to join is so he gets a knife. <laughs> yeah, but then he like sets the traps for Homer, like the floor pie. Starts getting really good at it. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> again, Homer st- Homer is cruel from the get-go because even when Bart's getting into it, rather than encourage him, it's Egghead likes his bookie book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if it isn't the leader of the Wiener Patrol boning up on his nerd lessons. Homer, you should be more supportive. You're right, Marge. Good work, boy. <laughs> Egghead likes his bookie walk. Homer! Just tucking him in. <laughs> so he's just a jerk all the way through. And Homer, Homer is, like, really dumb, really mean, like, just really pathetic in this episode it's weird because you you get two sides to homer like some episodes he's like he's a really good dad like he cares about Mm. what his kids are doing he cares about how they think about him and how he's perceived and then there's episodes like this where his son's obviously got a new interest instead of like nurturing it he's just a dickhead to him yeah (laughs) i mean he's he's an idiot from the get-go because the beginning of it is he finds the 20 dollars when he's looking for a peanut yeah 
um, you know, money can burn more my more peanuts, and then he's having the conversation with his brain, <laughs> explain how <laughs> money can be exchanged for goods and services. Uh-huh. Oh, twenty dollars. I wanted a peanut. Twenty dollars can buy many peanuts. Explain how. Money can be exchanged for goods and services. Yeah. Um, and it also like this opens with amazing Martin playing yeah. <laughs> playing the video game of my dinner with Andre. Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> I love anything to do with Martin. <laughs> yeah. So it starts wacky. It is wacky. It ends wacky. Like it ends with "Give me seven hundred crusty burgers." But it's, <laughs> Just... it's obviously a, the storyline is a lot more plausible than obviously Deep Space Homer. It's it's, it's something yeah. that a lot more people can relate to and as obviously as you said like you did that as a kid as well so it, it it kind of reminds me a little bit of like the tone of like camp crusty mm, but i don't like camp crusty yeah that's true I, that's it's true. a really weird thing like bar episodes are either amongst my absolute favorites or amongst my Worst, least favorites yeah yeah and i don't know what it is about the way that bar is written where like I think when he is with his friends and doing something fun, yeah. I'm like all about it. But then when he's being a little jerk, I'm not. Like yeah. when he's being a little Dennis the Menace, because I don't really like um, Radio Bart yeah. either. And ones like that, they're, they're some of my least favourites. And I've got one this series, which is my least favourite episode. Actually, my two least favourite episodes of this season are both Bart episodes. Yeah, I think mine so, are as well, actually. Be interesting. Yeah. So this is like one of those Bart episodes where I'm just like, no, this hits me just right because this I relate to yeah. being a little dork, basically, a little yeah. dork kid who thinks he's cool. It's definitely an episode, like like you said at the beginning, where I remember watching it a lot as a kid. So um, it's pr- that's obviously where the warmth comes from, the appreciation. Mm. Um, but maybe I just didn't... Um, it didn't resonate with me as much because I was a girl and not a boy. (laughs) I don't know. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
So uh, at the point right now, I can guess what your next two are, and I, I yeah. know what my number one is. And there's one episode which I'm so shocked isn't on any on either of our lists. Okay, it was so it was my next one down, but I was like, oh, surely it's going to be on hers. But we'll see. We'll 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 come to it after because it's maybe maybe it's your plus one. We'll see. Maybe. I think my plus one will will be quite a bit of a wild card, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I know what episode you're talking about, and it, it is it was so close to being on my list, but we'll get there. Yeah. Okay. So um, your number two then. So shockingly, um, <gasps> my... we're probably going to go through the top <laughs> ones fairly quick because you spoke about yeah, them a lot. I mean, already, but... I'm going to be honest. I don't really have much to say. I haven't made many notes about my one and two because obviously um season five being like one of my favorite seasons and two of my favorite episodes of all time are in season five so my Mm -hmm. number two is cape fear my absolute (gasps) favorite sideshow bob episode this would have been my number four this is what i switched secrets of of a successful marriage for yeah so yeah if, if i if you hadn't claimed it this would have been my number four it's amazing yeah so um i just think this is such a brilliant episode and I've said on numerous occasions how much I love Sideshow Bob, so I won't go into that too much. And I've also admitted that I've never seen Cape Fear as a film. Um, no. So, like, the parody completely went over my head until someone said a few years ago, this is actually a parody of a film called Cape Fear. But I just think this is such a brilliantly written episode and it has some of my favourite moments and I've said it, so many times but the whole hms pinafore thing is one of my mm-hmm. favorite simpsons moments of all time it's just absolutely brilliant but yeah i love I it i think this is like a perfect episode it's like the perfect sideshow bob episode yes yeah, it's, it's it's my absolute favorite sideshow bob episode out of all of them i just there's so many gags so so many things that i find hilarious about this episode but as i've said we've mentioned it before so i won't go into too much detail because it's it's obvious <laughs> it will be on there somewhere. So, yeah, this is my number two. When I look at my notes for it, they're all the things that we've spoken about. Yeah, exactly. Like a million times, like him stepping on the rakes, baking away toys, HMS Pinafore, Mr. Thompson. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, he called me Chief Pigum. <laughs> Chief um, Wiggum is definitely, like, Wiggum is one so of good. the funniest characters in this episode as well. Yeah. Again, like uh, this, this, this series is full of amazing Wiggum lines. Um, one bit that I forgot we haven't mentioned which is a favourite bit of mine in this episode right what I noticed is in this episode Sancho Bob is so ineffectual like he's rubbish yeah he, you think he's on their chat all the time but like he st- he gets he goes through all the cactuses, steps on all the rakes. He's laying in the street and gets like trampled. Like he goes through the he's cactus actually not bush. Good at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's like, shall we drive through the patch of cactuses, kids? It's like, yes, yes, no. When they, <laughs> no, when they first see him in the cinema as well, um, he even like ruins his like good comeback. And they're like, oh, I'll stay away from your son, all right. I'll stay away forever. <laughs> <laughs> goes, oh no <laughs> oh really now that's too much you wrote me those letters you awful man stay away from my son oh I'll stay away from your son alright stay away forever oh no wait a minute that's no good oh
Wait, I've got a good one now. Marge, say, stay away from my son again. No! <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So one thing, I, I can't remember if I mentioned it on my favourite episode, but um, one thing I've read which I thought was really interesting is the fact that this sit, uh, this episode was actually, like, it ran really short um, mm. on time. And the whole rake scene was added like last minute because <laughs> it was, it. So, yeah, literally to pad it out because <laughs> it was so short. And I, it always, it always baffles me because I just feel like it's so perfect. Mm. And it just, it doesn't feel like an episode has been padded out. I mean, some of, some episodes no. you watch and you're like, oh, like you could tell that they've just added a gag here or there to like, time wise but this mm. one like you never know at all no this is amazing um obviously a lot of people have the die bar die tattoo in yeah. real life and um we obviously spoke about that because you said it's technically not correct no that's no it's, it's incorrect grammar but um you know i'm a german student so i couldn't possibly be an evil man <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I wonder. How, I don't. I've never seen anyone with the "I kill you scum" tattoo. <laughs> I love. I love Homer's bad grammar. Yeah, I know. I kill you scum. That's brilliant. Or like yeah. Bart's head on a skateboard. Yeah, I've actually drawn that in my. Um, I've scribbled that in my on my note. Ouch, man. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to know if anyone's got the wide load tattoo across the butt. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, we've we've spoken about this on numerous occasions, but this is probably predictable, but my number two. Yeah. Sincerely, little girl. <laughs> Lisa, you got a letter. It's from my pen pal, Anya. Dear Lisa, as I write this, I am very sad. Our president has been overthrown and replaced by the benevolent General Krull. All hail Krull. And his glorious new regime. Sincerely, little girl. That's an amazing moment that I forget in this yeah, episode. Sincerely, little girl. So yeah, I won't uh, make the listeners listen to the whole HMS Pinafore again because <laughs> I have already <laughs> put out an episode. But uh, maybe I'll put some uh, some different clips in through what I used last time. But yeah, absolute perfect episode. Love it. So from one predictable <laughs> to another, I think. Uh, everyone knows how much I love this episode. The Last Temptation of Homer is Yay. my number one. I have written so many notes on this. I've got so much to say about this episode. Oh, because you haven't, but you went on when I spoke about yeah, it. Yeah, this, this is what I was just about to say. Like when we did the episode where um, I was talking about my top four, because you'd already spoken about it and we knew from day dot that you was going to upload the um, the episode that you'd recorded with uh, the Weird Tales guy and Becca, mm. um, we didn't really go into too much detail about your um your choices we mentioned them but we didn't go into too much detail so we technically haven't the two of us haven't had a conversation no. about this episode so i've written so many notes and i got i was so gutted because this was actually on my list as my number three but obviously i switched it out for mm. um home of the vigilante but I, I this this is so high up on my list of episodes it's so of good all time like it's up there for me like i love it so we, much we spoke about colonel homer and last on uh, series three yeah and we on that one we said about how this is really similar but it's it's like the same story from a different perspective like yeah i think the tone is completely different which i which i think that, yes. that 
that's what how they get away with it being so similar because the tone is very different. That that story is less comedic. This story is more comedic. Yeah. The difference in the emotionality of it is different because in this one, Homer is the one that feels guilty. He feels lust. Yeah. In that one, he's doesn't he's innocent. He's just being sweet. So he doesn't yeah. feel guilty. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I've got a question for you. Yeah. Who, in your opinion, is sexier, Lurling or Mindy? Um, Who do you fancy more? <laughs> Who do I fancy more of these two cartoon characters? And you got to go. Um, <laughs> I don't know for for Simpsons characters, which can't necessarily be drawn that sexy. <laughs> they're both they're both very attractive. Um, for Simpsons characters, I think I would s- slightly lean towards Mindy. Yeah, I think Mindy's sexier. And she's voiced by Michelle Pfeiffer. Who is very sexy. Exactly. That might have been what swayed it for me. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing <laughs> is, like, this is me just being like, I swear this this podcast is turning me into a pervert. But um, I noticed that Mindy's drawn with like a really nice bum. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Whereas Lurleen is just not. <laughs> it's interesting that you're the one that noticed that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's appreciation. But yeah, I've made so many notes on this episode. Like, there's so many lines in it that I think are hilarious. I won't play the clip again. No. But the Oh Mindy, like him singing the Oh Mindy is one of my favourite bits ever with Lisa, like, accusing him. Like, her face when he, like, shuts the mirror is just so... (laughs) I love it. I'm thinking about now and I'm laughing when he's just like, "Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, it's it's perfect and another one of my absolute favorite all-time simpsons moments alongside the what is a wedding is uh him forcing the lift open and sliding down the <laughs> side of the towel <laughs> it's so good it, it never fails do it do the impression well, see you tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh it's it's just so good yeah. But yeah, tell me some stuff you like about my favourite episode. Okay, so my first like quote that I love, because what I do is like I write the notes like as the episode goes on. So this is obviously really yeah, early same. in the episode. Um, obviously, Martin is hilarious. And at the beginning, and he's like... <laughs> it's my first note. He's like, pick me, teacher. I'm ever so smart. <laughs> I'm ever so smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's photosynthesis. Well. Damn your feeble yeah. brain. Go pick me, teacher. I'm ever so smart. Uh, <laughs> it's photosynthesis. Damn your feeble brain. That's my number one note. Yeah, as well. literally, my first mm-hmm. note is that. Um, and I sent this to you in. Um, I sent this uh, Frankiac quote to you um, the other day in a text <laughs> message, and <laughs> I love any time that Bart speaks in an English accent. And mm-hmm. um, being like common as muck English that I am, I feel like I do a really good impression of this. And he goes, <laughs> "What you mean? It ain't me knocking; it's me peepers." Well, that's just lovely. <laughs> <laughs> you mean it ain't me knocking; it's me peepers. Oh well, that's just lovely. Well, that's just lovely. <laughs> that's the way he says, "Lovely." <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great. I don't know why they go to that well all the time, but. <laughs> <laughs> speaks in this like English accent and he's like the I'll be Gus the lovable chimney sweep like he always goes into these like English characters I love it it must be something to do with Nancy like she yeah. she must like have some affiliation to to England in some way but um I just keep thinking it's not me noggin it's me peepers 
<laughs> yeah, so you have the the Bart, the great Bart story. There's like great side stuff happening as well. Like yeah. Bart's got his um, see, big glasses and stuff. Yeah, see, like I do think apart from like these this like scene at the beginning where he's in class, I do think that the rest of the B plot, so the stuff about Marge being ill, Lisa's mm. hardly in this episode. And then no, and she then, just she just burns some fish sticks. <laughs> And then, like, all the stuff with Bart, like, essentially becoming a geek because of, like, his, like, glasses and stuff. Mm. I I hate all of the B-plots, apart from that little bit at the beginning. Um, mm. I just think they don't... It doesn't really need it in the episode. No, like, not the really. episode is it's just a way to include all the other Simpsons um, family members. But it does give us Marge's illness. Yeah. Gives us the amazing T-shirt, the big yeah. smeared T-shirt. Which, talking of Animal Crossing again, that's my flag on my island. Yeah, smeared I, Marge face. I can't remember if um, I actually found that uh, before I started playing with Becca online, uh, but mm. I've got it uh, on mine as well. Like oh, the little smeared. Fa- I can't remember if she sent me the the thing to use it or if I found it before I started playing with her. But yeah, me and Becca used to put up all of the um, all the different flags and all the Simpsons things in our houses as well. So yeah, love that. Um, I love just Homer's infatuation with another woman. Yeah. It's like the only time he's ever had interest in another woman other than March. Like, he was with her since school. So this whole new feeling of being infatuated with another woman, he doesn't quite... He goes back to child childishness, basically. Yeah. He's just like... Mindy drives a motorcycle. Like, it's <laughs> all he's thinking about is her. I think a lot of it is because she is essentially like the female version of him. She is just, yeah. she's just like him, but like a really hot version of him. It's like too perfect that he can't fight it. Yeah. Yeah. I love uh, little cherub Lenny and little cherub Carl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hallucinating again. <laughs> What's the matter, Homer? Never seen a naked chick riding the clam before? <laughs> I actually had um, her as Venus with like Lenny and Carl as my Twitter header for like over a year, and then I mixed it up a little bit and started changing it. But I mm-hmm. I had it on there for so long, like I love that like screen cap. And this also has the amazing. Uh, I have this friend Joey Jojo Junior Shabadoo. Shabadoo. <laughs> That's the worst name I ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> hey Joey Jojo, <laughs> come back. Mo, I need your advice. Yeah. See, I got this friend named Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo. That's the worst name I ever heard. Oh, no. Hey, Joey Jojo! It makes me laugh because, um, obviously, the bit at the beginning about um, when Burns turns around and says, oh, we have to, like, abide by, like, this sexual harassment, like, mm-hmm. blah, 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 and um, that we have to hire at least one woman. It makes me think, oh, is is this, like, a, a hint to the writer's room? Because, obviously, oh. there was never any women in the writer's room then all no. of a sudden. Yeah, maybe. Get back to work, Stuart. <laughs> the little duck. The little duck. <laughs> yeah, this this is one of those episodes where if it isn't already someone's favourite, I feel like it just just watch it and you'll it is just it's so snappy, like there's jokes every like just the quick fire all the way through, it doesn't let up. Yeah. It has so many moments in it 
that you're like, oh, that's from this episode as well. Like the the smeared Marge T-shirt, the uh, hubba hubba, all that stuff. Do you know what bit made me laugh for about 10 minutes? And it's probably going to be like one of those moments where people don't realise it's funny and then we mention it and then it automatically becomes really funny now. Um, uh, Just do it. (laughs) Examine your scalp for ringworm. (laughs) Yeah, that really was, made me laugh. I was literally laughing for 10 minutes and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> such a ridiculous... When he's flicking through the... Uh, he's looking for each other. Everyone that comes up, the Bernies. When he goes, why? It's a million sex partners. <laughs> he's a little oh anxious and sweaty flicking the channel. That's yeah, I laughed so really funny. loudly because I forgot about that. And then Becca came and said, what are you laughing at in here? <laughs> I was like, examine your scalp for ringworm. <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> the Burmese men and fly has over a thousand sex partners and suffers virtually no guilt. Ooh, just do it. <laughs> Examine your scalp for ringworm. Yeah, it's so stupid. Uh... But yeah, it's... And then you have all the Colonel Clink stuff, which is funny as yeah. well. Like, it doesn't make any sense. This is what your life would have been like, and it's just, like, amazing. It's just so stupid. I don't even know who Colonel Clink is. Uh, so it's from a... I don't know either. I had to look that up. It's from a show called Hogan's Heroes. Oh, okay. It's a character from a show called Hogan's Heroes. It's probably, yeah. like, really big in America. We just don't really know about it. Either that or, like, I like the idea that Homer has really bad taste and stuff as well. He likes all these sort of, like... <laughs> Sort of not beloved shows. Yeah. <laughs> Lobo, bring back Sheriff Lobo. <laughs> I've um, assumed the role of someone you'd recognise. Sir Isaac Newton, perhaps. And he's like, Sir Isaac, hoo hoo. Yeah. Every time that he asks Colonel Clink for advice, he just starts giggling and says something about the TV show. Yeah. So I've, I've spoken Sugar about this episode a million times, just like you have of Cape Fear. But my favourite of the series, and one of my favourite of all time, The Last Temptation of Homer. Yeah. Oh, and the final final note, The Giant Hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Such a good episode. So that would have been on my number three. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, it's on your list, so it got bumped out. Um, so yeah, my number one, shockingly, is Homer's Barbershop Quartet. Woo! Woo! Which we've talked about so many times. Um, obviously a really big Beatles fan. Um, I just mm-hmm. love this episode. I just love all the gags. I don't really have... I like it. <laughs> As well, yeah. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I um, I don't really have much more to say about this episode than what I've already said, to be honest. So I'm just looking through my notes, because obviously since we spoke about it, because I didn't know what your choices would be on that episode, yeah. I hadn't recently watched it, yeah. but now I have. So I'm just looking if I've got any notes that we didn't mention. But... Um, I do, I do like the the weird line um, where they're, like they are, they're holding like a pencil holder in the car. Far out, man! I haven't seen a bong in years. <laughs> What'd you kids get? I bought this cool pencil holder. <laughs> Far out, man! I haven't seen a bong in years. <laughs> Which is the line I forgot was in this episode. And I like um, oyster Lucy. <laughs> Just most, yeah. it, like, just it's so random. Most just like Oyster Lucy. <laughs> yeah, most of it is like ones we've or things we've already spoken about, like single plum floating in a perfume served in a man's hat. Love it. <laughs> it's obviously great. Number eight. Number eight. Yeah, 
there's loads of unanswered questions that like Lisa asks, but <laughs> it just gets brushed away at the end of the episode. Um, great Wigan bit, I forgot, which is when they're on the uh, roof and he's like, <laughs> get the tear gas. Yeah. And I love, um, the only other bit I've got here made me laugh is um, when they describe, <laughs> when they're having the interview and they're like, so they've been describing you as the funny one. It's a Skinner. He's like, yes, that's right. <laughs> Principal Skinner, mm-hmm. you've been referred to as the funny one. Is that reputation justified? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> I think that's actually um, a reference to a Beatles um, interview that they did for John Lennon. And John Lennon, ah. I think, I saw it before, like um, on a website that I was looking at before. And I think that was actually said to John Lennon and John Lennon had this really like sarcastic dry sense of humor and it was mm. an american um interview because it was when they first went over there and um i think John Lennon just like did something that was like really dry and really british yeah. and the americans that just does ring a bell. just didn't get it and everyone yeah. was like all the beatles were laughing and John was just like <laughs> <laughs> that does ring about there's so many like we said before there's so many like nods to Beatles like history in this episode yeah even when they're like sat around um there's like loads of like shots in this which are like for like for real yeah images of the Beatles like when they're all sitting around like the the scene with the number eight the way they're all sitting in the studio yeah that's like an exact and like a JFK uh, airport and stuff yeah exactly and they're on the roof obviously yeah there's just so much stuff where they just matched it up perfectly it's like a great homage as I said at the beginning of this episode as well, like this wasn't intentionally supposed to be the first episode of season five, um, but they obviously decided to put it as number one because um, of the George Harrison uh, cameo in it. Um, but yeah, I think it's a really good way to open in season five, definitely. Mm. And it's definitely like an outlandish episode to start a series which has some more outlandish plots. Yeah. So I've just, I've just sort of tried not to laugh when you're speaking because I just clocked one of my notes, which when they, <laughs> when they ask like where they found Barney, he's like, oh, they found me on the men's room floor. And they'll start laughing and then you see a tear. Just a tear. Well yeah. Yeah, that really made me laugh this time around. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So excellent episode. So yeah. we're on to our one mores. Do, 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 do. As always, this is between a few for me, so I just have to go with my gut. Mm. Um, I think our more, one mores will be really different, actually. Okay. Because there's a couple of like absolute classic episodes that neither of us have mentioned so far. So I'm, I, you know what? I'm still deciding between these two, so I'm going to let you go first because you seem like you know what your plus yeah, one is. Yeah, I've, I've picked my plus one, and this was, and I'm going to have a ponder between these two. Yeah, this, um, this hasn't moved in my list. This is always going to be my one more, um, but purely because, um, it is a bit of a random wild card episode. But, um, my, I don't even know how to say this. So it's, um, my one more is Springfield. You know, with the dollar sign. Oh yeah. With the S, yeah. So I don't know if that normally will... people just call it Springfield with a dollar sign. Yeah, Springfield with a or dollar sign. The, like the actual title There's is long, super long. Yeah, it's, it's a really long one. Yeah, I could. It's yeah. like how I, I've got it right here. I'm gonna go get the full title in here. Because <laughs> on Disney Plus, it just says Springfield with a dollar sign, so that's why I just wrote that. So the full title is Springfield with a dollar sign, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love Legalized Gambling. Yeah. 
So yeah, um, this is my one more. It's a as I said, it's it's a wild card. It's a lot of people love this episode, um, and it is quite a big sort of big episode of the season. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, like. I just preferred other episodes over this, which is why it's always remained as just my one more. See, this is this is like right in the middle of my list. Yeah. Um. I, but I do like you say. This is the thing with season five. Like it's right in the middle. But if you said, "Do you love this episode?" I'm like, yeah, I love it. It's so good. Yeah, exactly. But it's still, even though it's in the middle, like it is great. So there's um there's a couple of uh like absolute classic lines um that every Simpsons fan will know and love that's from this episode. So um, I said, hop in with Burns. Yeah. <laughs> when he's got so like good. his like big well, long... you got the big... It's, um, it's a parody of Howard Hughes. Yeah. Um, and I just... That whole Burns turning into Howard Hughes stuff is amazing and seeing all the germs crawling on things and everything. Freemasons run the country. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love all that stuff that's going on with Burns. Yeah, and like, um, I call it the spruce moose. They're all covered with filthy germs, aren't they, Smithies? Why, what do you mean, sir? Freemasons run the country! Ooh, Smithies. I've designed a new plane. I call it the Spruce Moose, and it will carry 200 passengers from New York's Idlewild Airport to the Belgian Congo in 17 minutes. That's quite a nice model, sir. Model? I don't want that unpredictable lunatic working in my casino. Fine, we'll transfer him to the nuclear plant, sir. Oh, my beloved plant. How I miss her. Bah! To hell with this! Get my razor, draw a bath, get these Kleenex boxes off my feet. Certainly, sir. And, uh, the jars of urine? Oh, we'll hang on to those. Now, to the plant. We'll take the spruce moose. Hop in. But, sir... I said hop in. So, yeah, um, that that's obviously, like, a, a massive, like, thing in the Simpsons community. Like, the whole hop in thing's memed quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when he obviously becomes all paranoid and stuff, I just find it really funny. There's obviously another English bit here, which I think Nancy Cartwright does the voice for. She goes, Oh, yeah. Freshen the drink, governor. <laughs> There's another real meme, uh, real meme bit in this, from this episode. Which is what? Which is the, um, well, it's followed by the whole scene is amazing when Lisa, like, wakes up and she's, like, scared and he's oh, like, yeah. What's wrong, Lisa? <laughs> she's like, Oh, I thought about the boogie. I thought I saw the boogeyman. She's like boogeyman, and it's 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 him in the duvet, isn't it? Where he's like looking. Yeah, yeah. and then he like kicks Bart's door in and like <laughs> creeps up to Bart, and that image of him like yeah. whispering in Bart's ear. I don't want to alarm you, but there could be a boogeyman or boogeymen <laughs> in the house. <laughs> so good. I've got that. That's got the pink dot for like yeah. favorite moments of the season to me. That is brilliant, Mom. Hey, my Lisa. What's up? I just had a bad dream. Oh, sure. You just lie down and tell me all about it. Well, I know it's absurd, but I dreamed the boogeyman was after me, and he's... Ah! Boogeyman! You nail the window shut! I'll get the gun! Ah! Art, I don't want to alarm you, but there may be a boogeyman or boogeyman in the house! Ah! Do you know what really, really made me laugh as well is... One thing that The Simpsons are absolutely brilliant for, um, which we haven't actually mentioned that much in the pod to this point, is um, like the sign gags. And mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah. I, I noticed um, 
at the beginning that I had never noticed it before, but I, I sort of picked up on it when I was making my notes. There's a sign. So when obviously Grandpa and Jasper come out of like the cinema and they're just walking down the street because obviously they're talking about how Springfields is a city on the grow and things like that. Mm. And then obviously they leave the cinema and then it's like present day. They're walking down the street and they walk past like a porno theatre and it says sperms of endearment. <laughs> I, I I noticed that as well. <laughs> I just thought it's hilarious. Like I've never noticed it before. I just thought it was really funny. Well, that's like, um, I think we said it on one of the fairly recent episodes where Barney goes to the sperm bank or something, and one of the sign on that is, put your sperm in our hands. Yeah. (laughs) It's just disgusting. The sign gags that, obviously, you don't necessarily pick up straight away are just so brilliant. So something I'm surprised you hadn't mentioned, I don't know if it it passed you by, Uh, on that opening scene where it's like, Springfield, a town on the rise... Uh, one of the lines is half the country wears Springfield galoshes. Yeah, galoshes. <laughs> I did. So I actually wrote that. You should have seen my my like whole body perk up when I heard it when I was making notes. <laughs> uh, the whole country are wearing Springfield galoshes. Yeah, such a good word. It's a proud day as Springfield is declared one of America's 400 fastest growing cities. And why not? Business is booming. Half the country wears Springfield galoshes. I can believe they brought that line, that word back. Oh. I want to use it more often. I love it. But the thing is, you can't, you couldn't use that in everyday sentence. Everyone would just look at you no. and just be like, what the hell? Galoshes. I need to work out what particular type of shoe a galosh is. I think, like, the image that I have in my head is like a sort of, uh, like a loafer type shoe. Like a brown gentleman's shoe. Yeah, a galosh. Yeah, that's what I've got. Yeah. Um, I've got, a, I've, uh, there's another moment in this episode that has the pink dot from me. Which is so aside from the boogeyman, there's also um, when Homer makes the clove pie. The costume, pie. oh the pie, no, yeah. the clove pie, yeah. <laughs> let's let's go get mom. <laughs> he takes a bite it's, of the it's, clove um, pie. So what is it? It's a uh, cloves, Tom Collins mix, frozen pie crust. <laughs> there's nothing to eat for breakfast. You gotta improvise, Lisa. Cloves, Tom Collins mix, frozen pie crust. Maybe Mom just doesn't realize we miss her. We could go down to the casino and let her know. Ah, oh, come on, Lisa. There's no reason to. Let's go see Mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just takes one mouthful. Just the like freeze on his face when he like tastes it is uh, so funny. Just the thought of that just makes me gag. Yeah, like cloves are pungent. You have to be sparing with them. Literally. So my husband uses cloves in like all the Christmas cooking. Like he he jokes about because he knows I hate the taste of cloves. And as you say, it's like really pungent. So like you use the tiniest, tiniest little bit and you could taste it for days. And he's always Mm -hmm. like, I put cloves in this. I was like, oh, good for you. Like winding me up. (laughs) (laughs) I love a Tom Collins as well. I don't think I've ever had one. I think they're quite nice. Mm. But not with cloves and a frozen pie crust. No, no, no. <laughs> no, thank you. That's the most disgusting combination of ingredients. <laughs> it's also like parody of um, in Home of the Heretic where he makes the space sage moon waffle. Yeah. It's like yeah. really similar where he's like, so we've got waffle batter and then we've got like liquid smoke. and like It's just like the all. bad version of that. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about this episode, I find Homer too mean at the end. 
Yeah. Because you have a gambling problem and he just keeps doing it. I'm just like, all right. For the first time <laughs> in our relationship, I can finally look down my nose at you. That is, hor- yeah. that is a horrible thing to say to your wife. I know the joke is that he's being so mean, but it's yeah. so mean. <laughs> like, it's so, Marge yeah. isn't allowed one floor. Oh, bless her. But it is a thing that is referenced, like, they do bring back that Marge has a gambling problem, yeah. like, many times. Yeah. Like, it is a thing that is added onto her character. Yeah, like, the consistency's, like. yeah, the consistency's yeah. really good. Obviously, I don't like that she has a gambling problem, but I like <laughs> that they had, like, that extra dimension to her. Yeah. I've never, um, I've never actually been to, like, a proper casino. Uh, but, but, but there used to be one... So I live at the docks in Leeds and there used to be a casino at the docks. Before I lived here, I used to visit the docks. Um, and I, this is like the the nerdiest way I would ever have gone into a casino. So years ago, I was at a comic convention at the docks. And you needed and change. after party. <laughs> no, no. The after party was in the empty room upstairs of the uh, casino. So I had to go into the casino and get into the lift to go to like some nerd, nerd party. Where the artist from The Walking Dead was banned was playing. <laughs> no way. That's so funny. So the only thing that I can really relate to is um see this just shows you how absolutely common I am. Um when I was growing up, I used to spend a lot of my childhood in like arcades at the seaside and stuff. Oh yeah, me too. Like I yeah. grew up basically half in Weymouth. So Yeah, exactly. So um I spent a lot of my childhood so like slot machines and stuff, like mm-hmm. and like two P machines. Like, the I was, two P machines yeah, I was all about. Yeah, I was all over that. Them little plastic pots for the two P's. But it's actually yeah. really funny because I'm actually really, really good at poker. It's oh, like right. it's a little known fact that hardly anyone knows about me. But when I was a kid, like at Christmas and stuff, me and my dad used to like play poker with like a tin of Quality Street and like nice. use it as like different amounts of like poker chips. So he taught me to play poker at quite a young age. Um, but I've never been to a casino to ever use my poker skills. No, missed a trick there. Yeah. So, but I definitely want to do like a Vegas trip when obviously the world is back to some form of normality but i just have never really i want to go to vegas but it's not top of my list there's so many other places i'd rather that's go the problem first. i always find when yeah. i think of somewhere i want to go i'm like yeah but how far down the list is that for me yeah that's so exactly am how i likely I feel. to ever go the only time i've ever gone to places that are like not necessarily top of my list is like oh well i got a, like a flight for like a couple of hundred quid so why don't yeah. i just go now the thing is for us as well like vegas is such a long way for something that you can only spend a couple of days there yeah i think i don't think i want i don't think i could do vegas at all to be honest but i definitely you definitely wouldn't want to spend more than a few days there yeah that's my point so like for us like i know so many people that have been and they're like oh i've been for five days and i was like i would not do that flight for five days i used to work with a guy whose best friend was like a pilot okay so he used to get like cheap flights and he loved vegas yeah so he used to just I used to work on a building site with him. He was one of the site managers and he would be like, right, I'm going to Vegas this weekend. <laughs> Jump on the plane on the Friday and come back like Monday. And that's, he did that quite often. That's absolutely craziness. Like I'd love to, mm. I, I do think I will go to Vegas one day. Like it, it is definitely somewhere that I really want to go. But mm. as I said, there's so many other places in America that I want to go to first. You've been to Florida, you said earlier. Yeah. Been, how, is that the only time you've been to America? Yeah, so that's the only time. I've only done like the whole tourist like Disneyland trip thing. But um, mm-hmm. top, top, top of my list of basically anywhere in the world that I want to go is actually New Orleans. Mm, yeah, I, I'd like to see I really want to do like Mardi Gras and like 
Bourbon Street and stuff. And uh, yeah. I also really want to do Seattle. Obviously, you and Becca did it. Um, yeah, Seattle's great. Yeah, really, so like, really cool scene. Yeah, so like the sort of that sort of area of um, of America as well. I'd love to do basically the trip that you and Becca did. I'd love to do. Yeah, like the Northwest is great. Yeah. Um, so those are the sort of and. Um, really cliche but i want to do new york as well but um, yeah i think i'll visit new york at some point I, that's one of them places you can get like every now and then you get like a cheap flight yeah. to new york that's what me and becca said if we ever see that we'll just jump on see, it See, this is it. the thing so ben was actually gonna so it's my 30th in march coming up and mm. um ben was actually gonna we had the money in the bank to book flights for new york this march coming um and we had the money in the bank to book the cheap flights and he was just waiting for the right deal to come up and we was he was going to book him so my birthday is the 4th of march and then obviously at the end of march was when we went into lockdown so mm. he was a bit like i'm not going to book them because of lockdown and obviously everyone didn't know what was going on in the world and then um we just haven't got around to it and he's literally like do you know what there's actually no point in it in us even contemplating going anywhere near New York for the next like year or so. Yeah, yeah. We're looking at going away next year and I'm just like, I don't know when it's going to be. It's like so unpredictable because yeah. I'm supposed to be doing a few weeks in Germany for like a study trip. And I'm just like, when shall I book it for? Exactly. So we, we, we've we got the intention to definitely go in the next couple of years, but I think we're just going to wait for things to hopefully settle down a little bit before booking yeah. anything. Well, that's our tangent for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> American travel. Uh, we'll see how much of it stays in the actual episode. So, um, so yeah, that was your number one. Your, yep. So your plus one. That was your plus one, yeah? Yep. Springfield with a dollar sign. Yep. Uh, so my plus one, and I'm still struggling between the two. I think I'm going to go for the one purely just because I haven't spoken about it on an episode yet. Right, the other one I have. So let's do... Uh, sweet Seymour Skinner's badass song. This was so close to being on my list. This was yeah. so, so close to being on my list. I think if um, Homer's Barbershop Quartet and Kate Fear, if them two episodes weren't in this season, that would have been on my list easy. The thing is with this season, it's so good. And you know, we talk about having things in tiers. Yeah. So like my top tier in this season is like 10 episodes. Yeah, same. And it's like any of them could have been in my top four. And I almost feel like this episode maybe might not have made it in purely because I've just like seen it so much. And do you know like, what? This is one of my most watched episodes. So yeah. I might have just seen it so many times. Before you start talking about it, um, there's actually something that I'm actually really shocked it wasn't in your list is Treehouse. Well, that was going to be my other plus one. Oh, okay. So it was between this or Treehouse. Because I've spoken about Treehouse, yeah. neither of us had this on our list. I was yeah. like, we'll talk about this. Yeah, no, but that's a good Treehouse show. 4 is my favourite Treehouse of Horror. Yeah. Like, it's so high up. And, I mean, really, it should have probably been my plus one because it has amazing moments in. But we got to talk about Sweet Seymour Skinner we because have it's to such talk a about... classic episode. Yeah, we have to talk about this, like... I love this episode so much. Um, as we said before, like Seymour Skinner was, or is, I should say, in my top five characters. You said that like, like he had recently died. <laughs> like Skinner had died. He, he was such a great character. He is. Sorry, he is. Yeah. Present tense. Um, yeah. And obviously we recorded the episode a not that long ago so it's still quite fresh in my mind but yeah and we did mention bits from this episode in that because it yeah. is like the skinner episode that's what i was just about to say like this is i think my favorite skinner episode mm. yeah and it has that great relationship between bar and skinner which i love 
whenever they're interacting and they sort of like hate each other but they have an affection for each other and yeah and it, it has the great marge holding the potato yeah that is like memed a million times i just I think, just think they're, they're neat, neat. <laughs> yeah. um, and one of my favorite like my most used simpsons lines is um I knew the dog before he came to class. Like, it's <laughs> it's so versatile. You can use that in a lot of situations where someone's trying to big shot it. And I love how, like, realistic it is. Like, when they see Skinner at the laundromat and they're like... We got and, and they Skinner's at, underwear. And well, they see him at the laundromat and they also see him at the quickie mart. And, and it's like, they're like, ugh, because it's like a teacher just out wearing normal clothes yeah. out of school. Yeah, it is that weird feeling that whenever you happen to you as a kid, you're like, ugh. Like, I remember seeing the teacher I spoke about before. The yeah. One had, that one. Uh, the, one I did the, te- the, the, the one I did the teaching assistance with. I saw her in, like, Woolworths one time and was like, ugh. Like, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, back when Woolworths existed. Oh, I miss Woolworths. You know what? When I saw her in Woolworths, she was with her husband and I was like, oh, God. No Like, way. I was having a real crisis because I was like, I know the truth. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's such a classic episode, and it's episode one hundred. Yep, like I've it's such a that. milestone episode. So it's another reason it bears mentioning. Yeah, I've got that written down as well. And let me just double check see if I've got anything else written down. I don't think in terms of production it was supposed to be a hundred. They just knew it was a good one, and they were like, "Let's make this one a hundred. So they sort of move things around a bit to make this a hundred. Yeah. Um, and it's a great hundredth episode. I just think like this must be Skinner's like first standout like standalone episode and it just delves so deeply into the character i think this is the first one where you get a real grasp of who he is because he obviously you had the one that um principal charming yeah is a is a real spotlight for him that's where you first get him but i think this is the first one where you're like they really make a more like three-dimensional character he's just so pathetic and you're just a bit mm. like oh you just he's such a wiener like yeah. come on man I just like hate yeah. the relationship that he has with Agnes. It just irritates me so much. Mm. I know. I know you're not an Agnes fan. Yeah, <laughs> uh, when they're watching that video at the beginning, what would you do? Homer's <laughs> got the beard book and stuff. When Bart's on the toilet and says, "I'm a big boy today." <laughs> I'm a big boy today. I use that. That's another line I use. I'm a big boy today. If I do something very trivial and Becca's like, oh, well done. I'm like, I'm a big boy today. <laughs> like if you <laughs> adulted. Is, yeah, yeah. Like I, I use that. <laughs> I love that. So there's a lot in this episode, which is like, oh, this is in my like everyday vernacular. Yeah. And, and Skinner's just great in it as well. I love when it's like, remain calm. There is a dog in the vents. And then everyone goes and everyone mad. everyone just goes crazy. Everyone goes absolutely apeshit, yeah. You guff-speaking work slacker. Ooh, good comeback. <laughs> I like when Edna goes, um, uh-oh, someone's getting a visit from Superintendent Chalmers. And then he's like, here comes like, I get, take this, Eddie. <laughs> And grease me up, woman. Yeah, there's so <laughs> oh many amazing ones. So that line, lunch lady Doris, have you got any grease? Well, then grease me up, woman. <laughs> it's like a, a inside joke between me, Ben, and my sister. And me and my sister used to quote it to each other all the time. So whenever the episode was on, I used to like record that little bit and send it to her. And then obviously, because Ben knows how hilarious I think it is, he now does it to me as well. And um, yeah, it's just like a little inside joke between the three of us. And when like people just don't get it, and I'm just like, lunch lady Doris, 
Have you got any grues? <laughs> Sorry to any Scottish people. My accent is terrible. But... Oh, they they could they should know by now not to expect good impressions from either of us. <laughs> I feel like all we ever do on this pod is just quote Simpsons. Yeah. Um. I, I, what I love about this as well, because these classic episodes are so known by everyone. There's always like something new that's coming out of them, like new memes that crop up all the time because people discover new moments that everyone and everyone knows them all. So one of the lines from this has recently entered like meme culture. Sort of, well, you know, actually more personal level between me and one of my friends, this has become an, a new thing, like a, a, an in joke. So uh, me and Beef from Weird Tales, um, we play board games together sometimes when we can, when we're allowed to actually see each other. And in the brief window between lockdowns, this time at Halloween, we were together, me and, me and Rebecca and him and his wife sat playing board games one evening. And every time there was something on the board that one of us really wanted and the other one took it, we were going, I needed those. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> I love that. And we, and we were drinking and as the, the night went on, that became more and more funny to us. <laughs> Where like you're laughing before the other person even says it, you're like, look this at when them. We took Skinner's underpants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like there's nothing like, you could do about it, Mister X Principal. Yes, there is. I could buy a new pair. <laughs> do the line. I needed those. I really did. Yeah. So we, <laughs> so we, uh, it got to the point where like the other person didn't even get the chance to say. It. You would just sort of look at each other and laugh because you know that's what you want to say. Oh, I love that. So. That's like a new gag that has like entered my life and um, it's making me laugh so much when I think it's about it. It's not even like, it's not even that funny in the episode. No. But in <laughs> no. that context, it's hilarious. Yeah, you just get these silly things between friends. Um, yeah. We got Skinner's underpants and there's nothing you can do about it, Mr. X Principal. That's not true. I can buy a new pair. No, I can't. I needed those. I really did. I just, I love, Skinner's so ridiculous, but also kind of so subtle as a character. Yeah. Like, he makes these small noises, um, that, which is so well done. Like, um, oh, I thought I heard people talk about you in the cafeteria, but they might have been saying skim milk. He's just like, <laughs> hmm, yeah, hmm, hmm. Just the little, hmm, yeah, hmm. The little noises he does yeah. are so good. Oh, I love Skinner. Nobody's mentioned me, have they? I thought I heard someone say your name in the cafeteria, but they might have been saying skim milk. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Sweet Seymour Skinner's Badass Song is absolutely amazing. And I think for most people, it would probably be on their top fours. It's probably kind of shocking that it's not on either of ours. But I love it. But I just love all, like, the top ten of this series. I love them all. Yeah, as I said, like, if those two episodes, or if only, like, one of them was in this, of my top two, was in this season this would have easily mm. have been in my top. But it's just yeah. because, obviously, Homer's Barbershop Quartet and Cape Fear were both in season five. It made it a little bit harder for me to pick my list because of um, I had I, I essentially only had, like, two spaces or three spaces, yeah. sorry. Um, so, yeah. And this this whole series has, like, amazing Skinner because it also has uh, The Boy Who Knew Too Much. Yeah. Like, I love that episode. That's also in my top tier yeah. um, for this series. Which one is that again? It's when uh, Bart bunks off school and oh, then he yeah, witnesses yeah, yeah, yeah. Freddie Quimby. And there's a yeah. bit of him coming out of the water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it also has, like, no, it's the children who are wrong. That's I in that episode. I love that line. 
Um, and it has, oh my goodness, like Skinner and Homer living in the hotel together is so funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> the original odd couple. Shut up. You know, we're kind of like the original odd couple. You're the messy one and I'm... Shut up! Oh, yes, very well. <laughs> I was just so disagreeable. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Skinner has amazing moments in this whole series. In fact, the way that episode ends, The Boy Who Knew Too Much, is... Uh, I'm a small man, but a small, petty man. <laughs> Three months' attention. Wait, make that four months' attention. I just love, it's like, so good. when um, Skinner and Bart have, like, an actual good relationship. Mm-hmm. They know they can't be friends to the outside world, but they do actually genuinely really care about each other. Um, yeah. It's the same with, like, grade school confidential when they he finds out that he's with Edna um, and they have like a bit of a cute relationship in that episode as well. But um, it's, it's sort of highlighted mostly in this episode when, um, when they just get on really well and they are really good friends, but they know at the end that they can't, that they can't be friends, but they do sort of care for each other. And I think it's yeah. really, really sweet. It's a really sweet episode. It's like, it's again, it's another like, a bit like Kate feel like it's a perfect episode yeah. and I can see why they chose it for episode 100. So, Aww. and obviously, like, I did, I chose that over Treehouse 4 for my um, plus one, but everyone knows I love Treehouse 4. It's my favorite Treehouse. It has an image of Lionel Hart combing his hair with a fork. So, what more do you want? <laughs> exactly. And I feel like we'll probably have other opportunities to talk about that treehouse anyway. So yeah, yeah. So I think this is this is definitely. I'm so glad that you mentioned this, so that we could talk about it in so much depth now. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's recap our four and one mores, and we'll just then we'll briefly talk about a couple of other bits throughout the series that we didn't get a chance to mention. So yeah. My top four are number four, Secrets of a Successful Marriage. Number three, Homer the Vigilante. Number two, Boy Scouts in the Hood. Number one, The Last Temptation of Homer. And my plus one was Sweet Seymour Skinner's Badass Song. Yeah, it's a really, really good list. Um, So my number four is Deep Space Homer. My number three is Homer the Vigilante. My number two is Cape Fear. My number one is Homer's Barbershop Quartet. And my number, my one more, sorry, is um, Springfield with a dollar sign. Yeah. So we're really different list. And even if we didn't have the rule where we can't take each other's, there's there wasn't that much crossover. No. It would only been like one episode. Yeah. I think your, Extra. your picks were definitely surprises to me along the way. I thought they would be. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I agree with what you're saying. Like, because every episode in this season is so strong, I think the, the further we get into this, the more we'll actually realise that our picks are really, really different. And I think we will have more variety going forward. So I'd love to know um, what's your bottom. Okay, so my worst episode of this is Bart's Inner Child. Mm, I think that's generally considered to be the weakest of the series. So it's actually not my least favourite. So I've got one that I like less. I actually had to write in it because I, could, I couldn't even remember what this episode was, even though I watched it like a couple of days before. It's the whole Brad Goodman episode. Yeah. But... Yeah. What's so frustrating is the fact that it actually has one of my absolute favourite lines of The Simpsons ever, but the episode is I just I just really don't like it. But one of There's a couple of lines I so like. So one of yeah. my favourite lines of all time of The Simpsons is Oh my god, 
Trampoline, trampoline. <laughs> I love that line. Me and Ben say it to each other all the time, but I, I just couldn't put it any higher because I just don't enjoy the episode. It isn't great. It's a shame because they've got Albert Brooks, who's done so many great characters. Yeah, exactly. In the series, and this is by far his weakest. Yeah. Uh, but then I do love the. Um, there's no trick to it. It's just a simple trick. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. Yeah, Albert Brooks is is. Is amazing and I love him as a voice yeah. actor. Um, but I literally had to write Bart's in a Child, Brad Goodman episode, and then Trabampoline yeah. like next to it so that I would remember that even though it's the Brad Goodman episode, it still has Trabampoline in it. It does also have another amazing Kent Brockman. Yeah. Um, and this reporter thinks it's a bad <laughs> time. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your bottom episode um this might surprise you because i think a lot of people love this but for me i always just find it really boring uh bart gets famous no this is my t- like this is the one before uh the bart's inner child i don't like this episode mm. so just the other way around for us then yeah so the same bottom two but the other way around oh and so like you this is my least favorite but it has one of my favorite lines in so yeah it had bart's inner child but it has trampoline in it yeah for me this is my bottom bit. It also has uh, you'll have to speak up and wearing a towel, <laughs> <laughs> which I love. That, that gets a pink dot. One thing, um, I do love that line, actually. And I, mm. had, I used to say this to my friend that I used to work with all the time. And it was like a little inside gag with us. But that episode, um, so Bart Gets Famous, is so mm. Conan O'Brien had left the series by that point. Yeah. But they actually cameo his show because he left... To, he left The Simpsons to host his show. Yeah, yeah. Um, so as a sort of like gag for him leaving, they then put when uh, in, when Bart gets famous, he obviously interviews him in that, and he's like trying yeah. to be all like, inte- like Bart's trying to be all intelligent to impress Conan, <laughs> um, and Bart and then Conan, sorry, is just like just say the line <laughs> and starts dancing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they're there. I think we've got the same bottom two. I think other than them two, like I love all the other episodes. Yeah, but those two are just not quite the same level for me. I don't. So the sort of like meh tier for me is um, I I like it as an episode, but I'm it's it's not one that I would like instantly go for. Is uh, Bart the elephant? Bart gets an elephant. Sorry, Bart gets an elephant. What did I say? As opposed to Bart the elephant, oh. where Bart horrifically transforms into an elephant. Bart the elephant. <laughs> <laughs> that's I a tree house of horror episode. i didn't even realize i said that <laughs> bart gets an elephant yeah. that's a bit of a met episode for me i that's one that everyone seems to love yeah. but i do find that one kind of dull um i'm just looking at my notes i think it does have something i love in it um that wasn't part of the deal black <laughs> that wasn't part <laughs> he thinks he's taken part as well yeah, yeah. and um another couple is uh, Burns is air. I mean, it's it's fine. Like, if yeah, it, that's all right. It's all right. And then uh, Ro- I do like it. That has huts. Uh, <laughs> he's like attorney at law and shoe repair, and he's got like nails in his yeah. mouth. And he's damn clogs. <laughs> and also Rosebud as well is is an. Oh, I love Rosebud. See, Rosebud is the highest out of them three for me, but. Um, it's one of those episodes. Like, if I haven't seen it in ages, I do really enjoy it. But if I've seen it. I'm a bit like, oh, not in any rush to go and watch it again. Mm, so yeah, Rosebud's really high for me. That's that's probably like bottom of my top tier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. 
What about you? Is there any episodes that you're not really overly keen on? Um, or that you want to really. mention? It's literally just like the two we mentioned, like everything else I'm like, I really like. I did allude to I discovered a new favourite line <laughs> earlier on. And it's in the episode Homer and a Pooh. Oh, I love that episode. It's a really good episode. It's like I say, it's in the middle, but like even the ones in the middle I love on yeah, this series. I'm so the it's same. right next to Springfield. Um, but <laughs> there's two bits I love. <laughs> I love <laughs> Ken Brockman's show with the well, 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 like the dog that keeps uh, by back with Ken Brockman. That dog can sell anything. <laughs> <laughs> But the bit that made me laugh so much, and it's a line I've not even noticed before, and now I couldn't stop laughing. I was giggling about it for days. Was um, when a poo moves in, Lisa says that she's so happy that he taught her to play the shanai, <laughs> and then she starts playing it, and I just goes, oh. <laughs> I can't even say it. that's even worse than the hour. <laughs> I can't say it. I don't know why this line is just killing me. That's even worse than the album that Grandpa released. <laughs> And he taught me how to play the Shanai. <laughs> That's even worse than the album Grandpa released. <laughs> Do you know what? Oh my God, it's killed me. I really, really wish that the viewers could see, the listeners could see you now on video because your reaction to you like absolutely wetting yourself was actually so funny. <laughs> I haven't been able to say it. Like every time I try and say it, I laugh because I just... How many times I've seen that episode and I've never, never never paid attention to that line? It's just this hidden backstory of Grandpa releasing the album is so I'm funny gonna, to me. I'm gonna have to frinkyack that. Yeah, that's even worse than the album Grandpa released. I was laughing about it for days. Well, I'm still laughing about it. I watched that like over a month ago. Oh god, it was doing Becca's head in because I kept every time, every now and then, I'd start laughing, and she was like, "You just laughing about that thing again." <laughs> Like, I'll just walk around and start laughing what, again. What is it again? It's, it's even... That's even worse than the album Grandpa released. <laughs> it's just, she starts playing it and he's instantly just like, oh. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, it really, really made me laugh. And then I had another um, sign gag in Homer and a Pooh as well. We talked about sign gags. Yeah. And possibly my favourite <laughs> favorite sign gag is um, they start stropping at the Monstro Mart. Oh, yeah. Instead of the Quickie Mart. And it just says Monstro Mart, where shopping is a baffling ordeal. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of like food shopping during COVID times anyway. Definitely, yeah, exactly. So that's so accurate. Oh, it's just killed me. That line has absolutely killed me. <laughs> Next time I watch yeah. it now, that I'm literally going to be laughing for 10 minutes just because of your reaction. Oh, it's, it's, I, it, it's just like what we say, every time you watch through this series, you find something else that you found so funny. Yeah. Like you just pick up on something else. Keep an eye out for the Instagram because when we release this episode, that's going on there. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and just imagine me laughing a lot. So I, I'm just flicking through and seeing if there's any other um, things that have got the pink dot from me, which yeah. are like favourite moments. I think we've managed to cover them all throughout. Um just tell you, um, in um, Homer Loves Flanders, I love um, Nacho, Nacho. Yeah, I've got that on here. Nacho, Nacho. Yeah, my dad used to sing that as well. Me and, <laughs> Every time we had nachos. Me and Ben sing that quite a lot. <laughs> I want to be a nacho man. 
Yeah, that's uh, Home Lost Flanders has got the great like uh, the hedge meme. Yeah, and, uh, my Terminator Two golf club scene that I love. That's there's some good episodes, good moments in that episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you say? I don't know something about being gay. <laughs> I love uh, it. And Lady Bouvier's Lover has the uh, Play It Cool song, which I just, that's something I discovered this time around that I loved. We talked about it on the songs episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And actually, Lady again. Bouvier's Lover was an episode I... I don't have all the lines of it this time. <laughs> it was an episode that this time around I appreciated a lot more. Um, when they were dancing around the table singing the Chicken Tonight song. laughed. <laughs> <laughs> that's so random. I feel like it's Chicken bizarre. Tonight... It's so random. I actually really like that episode, you know. Yeah, this time round, it I never liked it before. Like I didn't dislike it, but this time round, I really enjoyed it. Mrs. So. Bouvier, Mrs. <laughs> Bouvier. That has good grandpa in it as well. Yeah. Like latex condo. Boy, I'd like to live in one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Such an underrated line. That's another one that I've missed until now. Oh like, my god! Latex I only picked up condo. This time. <laughs> Boy, I'd like to live in one of those. Uh, I'm really sad that we didn't mention Grandpa in our favourite characters because he's fast becoming my favourite character now. I love how pissy Smithers gets with Burns and Lady Vivian's lover as well. Yeah, like, you'll never guess what I, what happened to me last night, Smithers. I don't know. Did you have sex with that old woman? <laughs> It's so like bitchy. It's really funny. Uh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, and the, well, Lady Bouvier's Lover is actually really good. It also has that horrible image of the Simpsons as like humans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. So there we go. We've talked about our favorite moments and stuff. I knew we'd have a lot to say. Season on this episode, five is brilliant. It's so good. I could watch it all again right now. Yeah. And find more things that I love. Amazing series and like Ken Brockman, Chief Wiggum, Grandpa and Skinner, like they all have amazing stuff all the way through this. MVPs of this season, definitely. Yeah, like what a great bunch of like moments those characters have in this series. Um, oh, and the president was arrested for murder. More on that tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> series five was amazing. Yeah. I'm sure you all agree. I th- I'm going to stand by and say it's my favourite, but we'll see what else happens. I mean, yep. the, the ones coming up are still amazing as well. I mean, I'm watching season six now and it's amazing. Um, so let's do some wrap-up stuff. If you want to let us know, and I, I honestly love, uh, I want to hear more of what your favourite episodes are because I love seeing other people's lists. Yeah. Um, so one of uh, a listener who's also a friend of mine in real life, uh, Neil, sent me his favourite top four and one more of season one oh, recently and i, I, was, I just that. loved seeing it and i was like oh i just want to see more i'll send it to you Emma. yeah but i want to see more of like what other people's lists are and it's just really interesting yeah um so do that you can contact us at um four and one more pod at gmail.com or you can find us on social media i'm on twitter as at bob shoy that's at b-o-b-s-h-o-y emma where are you on twitter i'm on twitter at emma Rowena, which is E M M A R O E N A, because you always say that I forget the A. <laughs> <laughs> you do half the time. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and you also run the Instagram account. Yeah, which is four underscore and underscore one underscore more. And I'm trying to post on it as much as I can. But obviously, as we're bi-weekly, sometimes there's not really much to post. So I just try and find funny, meme type things to post. So, yeah. I, I rarely use Instagram, but I like following the Simpsons <laughs> forum one more Instagram account because I like seeing the stuff you post. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I'm literally just flicking through and it's just like... Oh, that's really good for the Instagram page because I just think it's hilarious. And then um, obviously I'll post it. But um, we've started to get some like really good um, back and forth with a couple of like regulars. Like I've had some really nice messages from um, a listener, Timothy Belson. So mm. it's really sweet reacting um, with all the listeners and getting their opinions. And he actually um, sent us uh, quite a long comment about the whole... Um, Selma and Grandpa thing, which I really, really appreciated. Oh, yeah. So he basically, um, he basically sent us a, a sort of a synopsis type thing about the episode and his opinion on it. And I just really loved his reaction. And then obviously because of what he wrote, it just didn't mean that we had to watch it then. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a miss. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, I just really like the interaction and all the comments and stuff. It's really appreciated. Yeah, same. Um, when people talk to me on Twitter, for this one, any of my shows, really, I always love interacting with people on uh, online who listen to the shows. So it's really appreciated. Let's be honest, that this is how we started talking, though, because I used to comment yeah. on your like, uh, foot, like um, your weird tell stuff quite a lot, and that's how we initially started chatting about The Simpsons. So, well, perfect segue. If you, if you listeners want to hear any of the other stuff I work on, uh, you can go to bobshoy.com. <laughs> So that's B-O-B-S-H-O-Y dot com. You can see all the other podcasts that I work on. Uh, there's other stuff on there that you might like. And uh, you can also go to patreon.com slash Bob. Uh, is it? Yeah, it's right. Yeah. <laughs> you can also go to patreon.com slash Bob Shoy, where you can support my time uh, editing and researching for this, as well as those other shows as well. And so that's really appreciated. So next time, Emma, I have to actually look up because I forgot what we're doing. I don't even know what we're doing next time. No. So <laughs> let me have a look here. So next time we're going to talk about uh, four and one more guest stars. Oh, yeah. I've been waiting and for this. And this is specifically when they are cameoing as themselves. Yep. Okay. So we, the other, when they're playing other characters, that will come later on. But yep. this is going to be cameos. As where People are playing themselves as themselves on The Simpsons. Four and one more. Yay. So that's in two weeks' time, and then we'll move on to Series 6. I can't believe how quickly we're going through this. I know. I can't believe it. We're like halfway through. Yeah. Well, we're going up to Series 11. So, yeah, for Season 5, we're next episode will be like the midway one or when we do Off Season seasons. 6. Yeah. That's craziness. Yeah. yeah. It's exciting, though. So, everyone, thanks for listening this time around. It's been a long one. Um, but, yeah, we both love Season 5 so, so much. So until next time, part of my galoshes, as you should all know, half the country is wearing Springfield galoshes. <laughs> Springfield, a city on the grow. <laughs>
Springfield is a city on the grow. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nyx.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.